Hey friend, and welcome to the Hair Goals Podcast. The Hair Goals Podcast is brought to you by Salt Society, a hair and business community serving the beauty industry with salon business coaching, hair education, and personal development mentoring. The Hair Goals Podcast is your weekly dose of powerful education from coaches on our team, industry leaders, and stylists just like you. So let's reach those goals together because your success is ours. Hi friends, this is Jamie C and welcome back to the Hair Goals Podcast. I am so excited today because we have someone super, super cool on. Uh, This is our salon manager, uh, cheerleader, uh, dance pro, all of the above, Nicole Uvino. Hi boo-boo. Hello everyone. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. This is just like so great. I, you know, obviously not a lot of people, um, and Salt Society get to see your face all the time, but everyone at Salt Hair gets to see your face all the time. Mm-hmm. And you do a lot over at the salon and you're a huge part of kind of both of the companies. And um, you've recently gotten into more of the business side of um, Salt Hair, but also educating in Salt Society mm-hmm. as well. And I want to know a little bit more about you. I want to share a little bit more about you with our community. And um, I first just want to say thank you. You are welcome. Thanks for having me in all areas. Thanks for being the most amazing human. I just want to share a fun fact with with our peeps. Um, Nicole is also a dance teacher. I know exactly what you're going to bring up. And she's a hype girl. And I recently was uh, called her and I said, hey, I'm listening to Queen Don't Stop Me Now on the radio. And can we come up with a dance? <laughs> we're going to have a team bonding dance exercise. And I'm running it. I'm pretty sure we're doing this, right? We're definitely going to do it. We're definitely doing this. We're definitely going to do it. Uh, so let's dive in shall we let's dive sister do it okay so well i met nicole oh gosh it's been i think it's like two years i think we just approached two years around uno dos and so first is the worst second is the best (laughs) third third's a surprise if we're gonna have to see it There's a surprise. I like that. Okay. So I don't know if many people know, but you are also a licensed cosmetologist. So how did you get into the beauty industry? So I grew up, my mom was actually a cosmetologist being a stay at home mom with my brother, my sister and I, and my mom was actually the one who dove me into everything. She would actually, she had a whole setup in our basement and it was like a little full blown, like sweet salon, I guess. And I would just always be in there playing with the nail stuff, the hair stuff, and cutting my hair. I mean, everyone's had those butch bangs, right? Bangs. Yeah. So I got everything taken away from me because my mom was like, you're too young to be like doing this. And then one thing led to another. And in high school, I remember sitting in like my college meeting and they were like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to go to cosmetology school. And my mom was a little hesitant about it. She's like, I'm all for it. I've been in it. And she was like, but I would rather have you have a degree under your belt and then go to cosmetology school. And I was like, all right, ma, for you, I will. 
So I actually went four years with Quin at Quinnipiac. I graduated with a bachelor's in business entrepreneurship and small business management with like a goal of actually wanting to be very in-depth in a salon. And at the time I wanted to be behind the chair. I graduated college, went to cosmetology school um, in Newtown and then ended up, honestly, this job position at Saul and it started as a guest specialist position. And then I kind of just like randomly applied, like in the dark, I was just like, I'm graduating in a few months. Like maybe I should go figure some things out. <laughs> and <laughs> I ended up applying as a guest specialist and I slowly started working my way up the totem pole with salt, salt society, which I'm sure we'll get into. And then actually kind of started to realize I was like, am I missing being behind the chair? And like, I love the whole thought process and the creativity behind the chair, but I have learned to grow that I like the business side of the industry more. Like I give props to people dealing with personalities 24 seven. Cause I don't know if I could do that, you know, whereas yeah, like being on the business side, I could step away. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> it's a lot of energy. A lot. It's a lot of energy. So props yeah. to you all who are listening, who do that. Um, I praise you. I deal work with the girls and do kind of like that all day, but I can take a break from being talking 24 seven, you know? Well, yeah. And, and I also think that this kind of leads into my next question too, because it takes a certain kind of person to deal with the business side. Right. And it takes a certain kind of person to, well, I would say that, how do I want to, phrases like I feel like the creative part of a hairstylist gets utilized more often right, right? and when you're when you're maybe like renting a chair you know you get to use your business side but not as it's not the mm -hmm. primary focus of what you're doing every day it's usually the creative part right and with you you are so good with systems and organization and keeping things in line and keeping right. things organized and that's a large part of kind of what keeps that role really running efficiently. Yeah, right? and I think it's it I think like my position and the stylist position work so hand in hand together and I think that's really minimized or people don't really look into that so much in the beauty industry like a lot of people think like beauty industry like hair, nails, like there's mm -hmm. literally a whole team of people or like a whole cycle of like business antics that like you need to know about or should be aware of and everything and I, I talk with the girls all the time at the salon they're like I don't know how you do what you do because I don't know anything about it and although I'm familiar with what they're doing at the same time I kind of don't know exactly what they're doing and so we do kind of work off of each other it's like business and creativity kind of what like yeah. each other out and I think it's great. I know the girls are, you know, they tell us nonstop how grateful they are to have you there, that they, they love everything you're doing. And, and even, I, I don't think many people know this, but my husband also runs part of the business as well, which he's actually stepping away and top of Nick, but he, he's built such deep relationships with everyone. And, and he always says, like the second, if something's like going wrong or if something, like there's an issue with these, like, is Nicole okay? What can I do yeah. for Nicole? Is Nicole all right? And he's so protective over you. And so yeah. because we run such a big part of, of the salon that right. we always just, you know, not that we're, not that we don't care about everyone else either, no. but you know, it, it takes a lot more, I feel like checking in and just making sure he's just very, very protective yeah. over you. Um, 
I guess it's just because that's why he's Papa Nick. Papa Nick. Papa Nick. If you don't know, uh, now you know. <laughs> I know. God. It's, you know, he, he's so sweet. He just is always just like, hey, um, have you, uh, have you checked in with Nicole? I just, I just really just want her to know that I appreciate her. I'm like, why don't you text her? I don't want her to know too. He does sometimes. He's like, hey, appreciate you, but what are your hours last week? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what are your hours last week? Three hours. Uh, so now our community knows that you are salon manager, um, mm-hmm. hype girl, dance entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> Entrepreneurial of dance moves. Uh, but I feel like what you do so well for Saul is really keep everything organized and also think about new ways of keeping things organized. And I think that's what helps everything run so efficiently within that yeah. business. And I know that there's probably some salon owners listening. I know there's probably some salon managers listening. And I know there's probably some people out there that are looking to open a salon or mm-hmm. looking to help better train their managers. And what do you feel like are your top three tips for organizational systems inside of a salon? Top three tips. I would probably say this goes at like for salon owners, managers, like everyone in generally speaking. But I think my first one would be is being reliable. That was like number one. So obviously being the salon manager and kind of having the head role in the salon when uh, the owner's not there or director's not there, whoever's above you, because I am the manager, so I have two steps above me. Um, It's being that go-to person on basically a daily basis, and it's a go-to person for the stylist. It's a go-to person for reps. It's a go-to person for just about anything. Like, and it could have to do with inside the salon and outside the salon. So with that being said, it also has to deal with having like crowd control over like all personalities and all of your workers and everything. So being that reliable person for your team and for the owner as well is a huge big part of it. And that also goes hand in hand with like being trust, like getting trust gained from everybody. So I would say being reliable in your position and breaking that down a little bit more, like if an issue question, comment or concern is brought to you, like, being reliable that like it's going to be stayed confidential. It's going to go to the correct person to fix the problem. It's going to be translated the way it should be. Um, and just taking the effective steps to just kind of move forward to find an outcome and solution. So I would definitely think that being reliable is automatically the first one. Um, the second one I would probably go with would be being consistent. And I think one and two, like being reliable and being consistent definitely works hand in hand with each other. Um, being consistent. And it's a lot to have the salon on your shoulders and the girls and the your coworkers on your shoulders. But with that being said, it's the consistency that they're going to eventually gain that trust over. So like, yes, you are reliable, but like, are you going to get it done? Um, and being consistent in a timely manner. So consistency is key. And I think that has to deal with like a lot of areas, whether it's inside work in a relationship outside with friends, like consistency is so key. So I'm very confident in saying that if uh, a question, comment or concern were to come to me, if I didn't have the answer right then and there, I would find the correct 
person and solution to find that answer. So in a turnaround timely manner, right? Like sometimes we don't want things, yeah, we don't want things lagging. So number one, reliability, number two, consistency. Um, and the third one, I feel like it's not just, I feel like the first two were words. Now I'm going to have like a little bit of a phrase, but like being understanding of everybody's characteristics, personality types, and the way they learn and the way they will work. So, I mean, I think we have seven people total in the salon on a daily basis, workers. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, I have one stylist who would like to be fed her information face-to-face and have like physical and direct um, tangible items for her to understand something. I have another stylist over there who also would much rather do like Zoom meetings, like whatever's most convenient for everybody. We could do it at eight o'clock at night, but we could do it on Zoom. We don't have to be face-to-face. Um, I have another stylist who would like to step up her Instagram game, but is having trouble with it. So she wants help with the social media director and everything. So it's understanding the way everybody learns and everybody functions. Um, and that you can't treat like one person the same as you treat another person. You all have to have a cohesive umbrella, but being understanding that the ball is going to roll more efficiently and more smoothly if you can tend to individual needs under your umbrella of consistency and reliability. (laughs) It's so good. That's so good. And I think that, um, for all of the, the newbies out there too, who are thinking about opening a salon, you know, having that, you know, having the structure and having the systems is really going to help build the foundation and also the umbrella, which I love because, and then you put your, then you, you have your, you know, your core values and what you believe in, and then you find people that all believe in the same things, but then you're right, Nicole, like you really do need to customize the way you communicate with people. Right. Um, because everyone learns differently. Everyone takes yeah. information differently and it's, you're doing a, almost an, an a disservice to your team. If you yeah. don't think about those people on an, an individual level. Yeah. It could be a disadvantage and it gets, it does get difficult because you think you're relaying your message very effectively and you always have like someone who comes back and it's like, I didn't really understand it. And it, it just needs to be presented differently. I think people get overwhelmed with like, especially owners, managers, like those positions can get very overwhelmed because it's almost like this pressure of, Oh God, does my team like what I'm doing? But I think there needs to be a little bit more understanding of like, do they understand what I'm doing and why I'm doing it? And that needs to be presented. It could be needed to be presented several different ways to several different people. So reliability, consistency, and understanding. So important. So such good little nuggets. Noodle. Um, So that being said, too, with you know having all of those things that you're responsible for, um, there's always good and there's always bad, right? And how do you feel like what are what do you feel like is the hardest or most challenging part of being a salon manager? I think um, kind of tying into my my third recommendation would be like understanding everybody you know I mean you have if when you have a new stylist or a new team member approach onto the team it's kind of like your your salon is like set up and your systems are set up the way that 
works for the salon and the current people in there. So now when, if you're adding somebody onto the team, you're adding a new, like I said, personality. So it's understanding it's like crowd control. I, I, I <laughs> yeah. keep using crowd control because if I'm frazzled, everybody else is frazzled. And like when I stress, they stress and granted like, yes, I am human. Yes, I have those days, but, and everything, but I don't want that to affect the team because then that can affect like what's happening out on the floor. So I think the hardest part is just trying to keep everyone happy and like keeping everything maintained under that umbrella of what your core values are. It's one thing I'm grateful for at SALT is I think everybody can agree that like we all have generally the same underlying core values mission statements, which I think is huge in owning a salon and managing a team. Um, a lot, I get asked a lot like, does anybody argue? Is there like, like, is there animosity? And I'm like, no, honestly, there's not like, we don't have like cat fights, I guess you can say we have more, we have like adult conversations of this is working for me. This is not working for me. So the most difficult part of everything is just keeping everybody on the same page and just keeping everybody moving forward in a positive manner because you don't want to see anybody having a bad day here and there. No. But what's the what's the best part about being the salon manager? I think the best part is like the laughs, the like going in the back room and like it's like the best part like rewarding for me is like working my ass off to get like a system, a meeting, a solution, something like just working together with the team and putting something together and then finally like presenting it and putting it out and it's like effective like it's humanly seriously running now <laughs> and it's working like oh my god have you ever had I know everyone listening has had a system put in place that just has not worked and you're like oh my god and it's like that feeling of being like defeated and you're like well Jesus what do I do now but I think it's like working so diligently and so hard and so mindful to put everything together for your personalities for your team members for all those people and it actually like working and it running smoothly and everybody likes the direction it's going in that's like most rewarding for me the best part of it is just like literally like the laughs the jokes the everything and in, in between with all the team members like it's it really is fun it really is you have fun the coolest people inside that salon for real like the coolest people i was just thinking about this the other day and it's, it's so interesting because i feel like salt has connected me with people who I would not have normally connected myself with, you know what I'm saying? Like if I was just like the average walking on the street or like in the mall or like something or at a, at a party, which we don't do anymore because of Corona. Um, like, Corona. I just feel like I have met so many personalities and so many different people that I would have never went out of my comfort zone to meet. And like, now they're like some of the coolest people I know. And I'm like, how did I miss that? Like, where'd you come from? Where'd you come from? I don't know where you can't be here now. You know what I love too is when I go in there, how much they support each other. Yeah, definitely. It's a it's a very supportive. They're so supportive each other, and it's never a situation like they they genuinely care about each other so much, and they genuinely want like good things for the other person, which yeah. I feel like in the beauty industry is lost. It definitely it's is very combative. It's very toxic. I'm not saying all of the beauty industry is that way, but no. you find that in a lot of salon environments where 
the so-and-so said this and blah, 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 blah. And then it becomes this big thing. And then there's clicks and there's like division between the team. And it's so hard because, you know, that's why I think a lot of times people just hire to hire and Mm -hmm. then they don't have maybe have the right systems put in place or they're not communicating as much as they should. And yeah, you know, it becomes really challenging and not to say that like our system is perfect. Like we've all, you know, we're still navigating just as much as anybody else. And especially during, um, like when you have Corona and a pandemic and your salon is shut down and you have to try to get the team still united in their home and people are, are scared, you know, it's, it's hard to, to be that person to, um, I'm sure, just get everybody together and still make people feel united but we're doing it we're doing it we're doing it. everyone who's listening you're gonna do it too that's right that's right <laughs> and it. you know and we're always here too for for you know questions or concerns you can always mm-hmm. reach out to us and if you're like hi send help what do we do next? sos <laughs> sos please <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so i want people to know a little bit more about you um, so I want, first off, I just want to know what is something most people don't know about you? Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So something, some people may not, well, people who don't know me, know me. I am like attached at the hip with my best friend, Natalie. Like, I don't think I actually realized that she's like my go-to, my, my BFF. She's like my lifesaver. Um, and I've been dancing, fun fact into that is Natalie and I have been dancing together since we were diaper darlings. And that's like, what are you like this big, like two inches big, literally, (laughs) um, literally out the womb, we've been dancing together for 25 years. And now we teach at the same studio on the side, um, for part-time jobs. And it's so fun. It's so fun for me. Oh, I love that. I love your stories about Natalie. I know. I feel like she, oh, like, everyone, the best ones. <laughs> everyone knows her, but like may not have met her yet, but they know exactly who she is. And the thing so. is, is I don't think I've actually like met her, met her, but I love her. Yeah. No, like, like I have a love for her in my heart just because you love her so much. Yeah. I'm she like, came in that. like, <laughs> she came in like a few months ago and got her hair done with Crystal and at all the girls and Christian, everybody met her and they were like, I feel like I understand you more now because we met her. They're like literally two peas in a pod. So that's my home girl. That's my girl. That's a girl. All right. I want to do some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Ooh, rapid fire. Rapid fire. Uh, well, I want to know some of your favorites. So here we go. Uh, are you ready? I don't know how rapid are we going? Like, yeah, we don't have to go that rapid. <laughs> rapid rapid. uh it's a little scary when i say it like that though all right ready uh what's your favorite food uh chicken cutlets and mashed potatoes easily but my mom's only (laughs) (laughs) one food nicole (laughs) i mean i'm italian i can't pick one food it's like it's 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 a it's a i can pick one meal one meal meal chicken cutlets garlic bread mashed potatoes got it what's your what's your favorite song Go crazy, Chris Brown, currently. Oh, my God. Uh, candle smell. Sage and citrus is just, like, my my all-round. What's your favorite place you have traveled to? Favorite place I have traveled to? Ooh, um, 
probably Aruba, I would say. It's just like my atmosphere, like the tropical, the heat, the sweating, the weather, <laughs> the beach. The beach, <laughs> the drinks. The drinks. Oh, the bathing suits and sunshine. I know. Back. Um, all right, your favorite Netflix show. Um, okay, so wait, I'm kind of a Hulu girl, so. Okay, scratch that. I'm going to try over. Hulu. Your favorite Hulu show. <laughs> Blue would be Desperate Housewives, hands down. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just so good. It's so twisty and screwed up. And it's just so good. It's so good. I highly recommend. If you were to say Netflix, though, like, I feel like I would say, oh, God, I don't know, maybe, like, Schitt's Creek. But, like, oh, good. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite. Grace and Frankie is a good one, too. Mm -hmm. Grace and Frankie's funny. So those I would probably say are my top three. All right, I want to see if I have one more question. Uh, favorite color? Uh, to wear? Oh, God, I'm so bad at your favorite color? Just your favorite color. Um, I feel like my favorite color, I'm most attracted to, like, this color. What color is this? Like a neutral? Like a mauvey brown? Like, yeah. Yeah. Brown? I'm a very, like, neutral. Like, my, I always, well, here's another fun fact. I always have my nails painted. If I don't have my nails painted, you know I'm going through something. So I'm, <laughs> attract it's true it's so true like <laughs> it's going down it's going down <laughs> if I don't have my nails painted so I always have my nails painted and I'm like attracted to like neutral neutral colors I would say it makes me feel very calm because I'm a high energy person and like mm -hmm. it just kind of like soothes me so what's your sign oh my god I'm a Sagittarius this is my favorite I love zodiacs I'm you want to talk more about that Nicole I just like love that so <laughs> Sagittarius I have this thing where people who I'm normally interacted with every day I check my horoscope and my astrology and their horoscope and their astrology so like I low-key know what that's how I know when my girls are like in a mood or not in a mood like how I have that crowd control I was talking about our relationship with like a, I'm a Leo and you're a Sagittarius so what does that make us Leo's and Sagittarius yeah we're we're very compatible actually like I like that we are very, um, like, interested in each other, but, like, don't cross each other's lines, I guess you could say. I don't know if that even makes sense, but That's we're very, sweet. like, open-minded to each other. Leos and Sagittarius just get along very well. That's right. why I'm with you, you know? <laughs> That's why we get along so well. That's why we get along. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that, that there does it. So, well, thank you, Nicole, for being able to just, like, just share your authentic magic with all of us. Thank you for having me. It's so fun. Um, so you have some fun things coming up with Salt Society. You do um, salon business yes. for Salt Society. So salon mentorships and mm -hmm. our virtual classes and fun things that will be happening in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so what is one of, I just want to ask one question before we go. What is your favorite thing about being able to educate what you know when it comes to salon business? Being edu- I think my favorite part about educating is learning from the students. Like, mm -hmm. although I am, like, in control, it's, like, my class or whoever's class it may be, it's getting that feedback and understanding of what's happening in other salons or atmospheres. I found myself in my last class, I actually think my last class was um, the, our magic manager Magic Manager. So long ago. It was so long ago. That was like was my last in-house class. Yeah, I was just going to say that. 
Um, and it was so interesting because like we worked so hard to like lay out the magic manager and like the layout of it, the outline and like what everybody was going to learn. And then I, you and I taught that class. We learned so much from the students that like literally seconds out of that class, I was like, okay, I have a whole new course and like a whole new like situation and learning objectives and everything that I can teach more people because like you were saying before, like everybody kind of gets lost in the beauty industry and like we all just need to support one another. So like being able to learn from the students just as much as they're learning from me is just, it's uncomparable. It's just, that's rewarding and that's the best part about it. And just being able to share my knowledge with everyone. Because we're cool people and we have a cool salon and you have a cool salon too and everybody else, so. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. fun. It's pretty fun to be in this industry, honestly. It's so cool to have this community of people too, just to, mm -hmm. we hear from salon owners all the time and salon managers and people who are aspiring salon owners. And mm -hmm. it's just so nice to connect with people and like just a very relaxed, authentic way and be able to share with one another. And right. people, I'm just so happy that you are in my life and that you Thank are you. in this community. And Thank I'm you. So happy. I'm happy to be here. I really am. I really, really am. All right. Well, Nikki Noodle, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Hair Goes Podcast. And uh, for all of you, though, who want to get to know more of her, you can follow us on Salt Society's Instagram. You can join us in our Facebook community. We are going to be in there every week, joining together and adding knowledge and coming together during this unprecedented time. We can, <laughs> we can gather together and find uh, comfort in one another. So thank you, Nicole. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>